This is I Will Hunt. I'm your host, Rudy Getzig. I will be interviewing folks in my quest to learn how to hunt. I know I have a lot to go over, and you can learn with me. Listen in. Do I have what it takes? Will I hunt? I will hunt from the heartland to the shore. And I may not find nothing, and my rifle turns to rust. But I will hunt. So what do you call this place? Is this, is this a gun shop? It's a gun shop. This is the gun shop. It's a gun yeah, shop. Well, it's a, it's a, definitely got a lot of guns. And um, and so it is actually a shop, right? Because you had mentioned that people are, are coming over and buying buying weapons here, right? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So we're uh, fully licensed. Uh, I'm, a, uh, I'm a 07 manufacturer, so I'm an FFL, so I have a federal firearms license. So you, when you get one, you can say, oh, I'm just going to sell guns, or I'm going to sell and build guns, or I'm going to sell and build guns and ammunition and this and that. So I have, like, every license you can have. Wow. Because I just want to do it. Can you, I, I guess, because I, I don't know a lot about guns at all. Mm-hmm. I've never really owned a gun. Um, and <laughs> where do you start? <laughs> you know, because, I mean, I, in, as far as hunting goes, mm-hmm. there's 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 so many guns in here. I mean, you know, you, you keep a lot of guns. In case people want to come in and buy one, and, and I know you have some some guns that you personally shot and stuff. So, mm-hmm. what is somebody looking for when they're just like, "All right, like me, <laughs> well, right, yeah, like me"? So, when a guy first comes in and says, "Hey, you know, I want to buy a gun," I try and feel him out. So, you know, what are you going to do with it? You know, what's your game plan? Well, I uh, I live here and I want to do this, and I say, "Okay, well, you know." Um, have you ever shot a gun before? You know, because some people are recoil sensitive. Uh, if they're gonna shoot, a, just if they're gonna just varmint hunt, you know, you don't need uh, three seven five shy tech, which is a big huge run, or fifty cal. We've got a fifty yeah. cal sitting behind <laughs> us, right? So you don't need a BMG to go shoot coyotes. You can if you want, I guess, you know. But um, if you're not, if you don't plan on having tons of guns, you know, I'd say start off uh, with something that you can do lots of things with, right? Multiple types of hunts. Yeah, yeah, you know. So, uh, so I my my go to caliber uh, cartridge is a three hundred ultra mag. Three hundred ultra mag is a it's a it's a it's a magnum cartridge. Shoots a thirty cal bullet, so point three oh eight. So you hear like uh, so you've heard of a three oh eight round yes. before, right? So that's just a that's just a diameter of the bullet. So you can shoot. Um, just about anything in North America with a 300 Ultra Mag. Uh, I that's why I like it. It's the first. It's long range cartridge, obviously. Uh, Is it too much for anything? Um, like when you're talking about coyotes or well, you squirrels. know. <laughs> so here, here's I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you I'm gonna tell you uh, one of my philosophies, and I and I don't think uh, you can never kill something too much. You know, dead is dead. Dead is dead. So I, I am a firm believer in, uh, in. Uh, I saw a short circuit, so I know. <laughs> I, know <all> that <laughs> I, uh, I don't. I, you know, sometimes, sometimes, maybe, not obviously not me, but sometimes someone can make a slightly misplaced shot, right? So if you are undergunned, uh, that animal could just be wounded, 
uh, or hurt or suffer, uh, get away, you know, things of that nature. So, so you're so. telling me the right question I should have had was, what is it not big enough for? Yeah, okay. yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so say for instance, like uh, uh, I've shot a squirrel with a 454 Kasul before, which is a handgun caliber, which is a giant, massive, huge handgun, because. <laughs> uh, it was it was eaten. It was eat, a nuisance. Yeah, it was a nuisance. And my mom said she goes, I need you to get rid of this squirrel. And I was like, okay, mom, you know, I should <laughs> I should have shot it with a twenty two and ate it, but I was a you know dumb kid and I didn't. Um, this be, before you were hunting. Yeah, well, you know, it's I've kind of developed these self imposed rules and regulations as as I've gotten older, which we'll get into as far as hunting goes. But I basically I won't shoot it if I'm not going to eat it. Gotcha, I mean, my, yeah, minus like uh, like coyotes. Like I'm not big into eating coyotes, but coyotes are—you're never gonna get rid of coyotes. That's a whole nother conversation. Uh, but so back to back to guns. I think that uh, I'm a big 30 cal fan, so it doesn't have to be a 300 ultra mag. But I like the, the I like the size of the bullet. So uh, the bullet can do uh, what it's supposed to—a lot of damage and 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 quickly kill an animal. You know, that's basically what I'm looking for. So. And it can, you can kill lots of things. So you can kill deer with it. You can kill bear with it. You can kill elk with it. Uh, you can shoot. You know, I shot my moose with a 300 Ultra Mag. I've shot uh, little, you know, I've shot coyotes with a 300 Ultra Mag. Um, but, you know, this, this, so going through the 30 caliber, you know, cartridges. So, like, so behind us we have an AR platform 30 cal, which is just a regular 308, you know, 762 by 51. Uh, and it is, uh, it's, there's nothing wrong with it. You know, it's been time tested, proven, you know, a lot of guys are still hunt with it in a bolt action gun. You can, you can hunt with a, with a semi-automatic weapon as well. Um, you shouldn't need to, but, uh, um, middle of the road, you got like, so I think like a 30 out six, which is, you know, a fantastic round. I have an old 30 out six in my, in my gun safe, which was my brother-in-law's grandpa's gun. Um, Great cartridge, decent long-range capabilities, uh, 300 Win Mag is real popular. Uh, that's uh, just below a 300 Ultra Mag. So I think it, I think I would tell people shoot as big a gun as you're comfortable with because some people are recoil sensitive. So if you're like, hey, uh, you know, I just I got this flinch. I'm like, all right, well here, buy a 22. Obviously, you're not going to go killing anything with a 22 long rifle. Squirrel, squirrel, yeah, you should go shoot squirrel, but just practice. Like I grew up shooting a twenty-two long rifle. Yeah, yeah, so it's excellent practice because no one is recoil sensitive to a twenty-two long rifle. You know, if you are, if you're that one person, you can send me an email conversation. (laughs) But uh, you know, practice with that, and then, but I think that anyone, anyone who goes hunting, you know, everyone has their favorite caliber cartridge or whatever. But I, I feel like you should shoot as big a gun as as you're capable of shooting accurately. What would be the cap on that? I mean, obviously you're not going to go hunting with a 50 yeah, cal, right? Yeah, no, you know. Well, you know, <laughs> if I'm you, motioning to it. Yeah, if you, right here. if you want to drag or drag around a 32 pound gun, you can. I'm not going to. <laughs> uh, but I feel like um, for the vast majority of North American game, 30 cal is no problem. Uh, some guys shoot like a, a 338, 338 Win Mag. Some guys hunt with a 338 Lapua Mag, which is getting a little bigger. Uh, I even have like a 375 H and H. There's no problem shooting like a bear dangerous game you know like uh say say you want to sh- go uh brown bear hunting up in alaska i'd probably bring the 375 h and h i'd 
probably actually I'm building that shy tech. I might even bring that shy tech because I don't think you can be overgunned for a brown bear because I don't know if you've ever been to the Woodland Park Zoo and seen the brown <laughs> yeah. bears. They're, they're freaking Volkswagens. They're huge. Yeah. Right. So, uh, no, I think I think it's very. We could get like specific. You know, I think this this cartridge is good for this size animal and and sometimes like uh like say you go to cabela's right and you're buying ammo and it'll say on the side of the box like good for uh you know thin-skinned animal you know have like deer and antelope and then it'll say like you know heavy game or 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 not heavy game uh like dangerous game you know and it'll say like bears and buffalo and you know stuff like that so uh i think I think there's we can get very specific with them, which I'm sure we will in future conversations. But as far as overall, you know, whatever you're comfortable shooting, thirty out six, three hundred wind mag. A lot of guys shoot a two seventy. There's a lot of new. There's a lot of uh, like real sexy cartridges is out out right now, like six five Creedmoor, and I'm sure gonna get a lot of crap from this, but I'm not a huge fan of hunting with a six five Creedmoor. It's a little tiny bullet. It's not going real fast. I get that it's a it's a it's like the, it hits that hits that sweet spot for accuracy, uh, and and there's nothing better than a well placed bullet. But there's a lot of factors in a well placed bullet, you know. And there's not yeah. a lot of guys that shoot enough to know Just exactly. Just you're that at the range. Yeah. Right. Yeah, shooting paper is one thing. Yeah. You know, in a confined range that's down in a little hidey hole with no wind, and you know, you get up on a mountain and you're out of shape, and and uh, or even if you're in shape, you're out of breath, and then there's wind, and there's a valley, and then there's a, you know, thermals are rising, and you can't tell, and so. Uh, what about as far as weight goes in? So how, how does that, because when you're packing, mm-hmm. right, uh, up, a, up a hill, right, that, that kind of comes into factor a little bit, I would assume. Yeah. Uh, how does that, that factor in? Maybe that the one you were just talking about versus the 300. So uh, a lot of guys will say, um I ask, I ask them, what type of hunting do you do? And they say, well, I drive around in the pickup truck. And there's nothing wrong with road hunting. There's a lot of old guys that do it. So you can have a heavy gun. It doesn't matter because a heavier gun is going to mitigate recoil, right? So you're going to have you're gonna have less felt recoil the heavier your gun is. Oh, that makes sense. Um, and then some guys, uh, hey, I'm going to go, I'm going sheep hunting. I need a super light gun. Well, it, a lot of times they will compensate for that light gun with a smaller cartridge, right? And a and a less heavy bullet because the heavier the bullet, the more felt recoil you're going to have because once you pull that trigger, that bullet's going one way, the gun's going the other way, right? So the heavier the bullet, the more recoil you're going to have. So there's things that you can do to compensate for that, like a muzzle brake. Now, I'm I'm not against muzzle brakes, but uh, if you've ever gotten your hearing checked and you shoot a lot of rifles, uh, they're going to say, uh, the lady will look at you, this happened to me last year. She goes, oh, so you shoot uh, rifles and you're right-handed. And I go, okay, creeper, like, you know, you why <laughs> you following me on the Instagram or what? And she goes, no, you have a huge hearing deficit in your left ear from shooting rifles. And when you shoot a rifle with a muzzle brake, it's it's you. It's much more sound back to you, basically, right? Because it's redirecting the oh. percussion of the sound, and that's how it helps with the recoil. So, anyways, uh, if you can shoot with uh, really good earplugs, like there's a there's a I use molded earplugs. I carry in my pocket when I when I shoot, and it's not convenient, but 
if you can if you have time to put in earplugs before you shoot that that's a huge deal especially if you're shooting with a with the muzzle brake but i like a lighter gun a lighter gun is going to have more felt recoil because the gun's going to be lighter uh there's i think there's starting to become a balance um in some of the cartridges like uh like for instance uh, i shot the antelope this year was a 28 nozzler and it was 175 gram bullet so it's like a it's a it's smaller case capacity than a 300 ultra mag and it's a lighter bullet but it kind of makes up since it's shooting that lighter bullet it doesn't take as much energy to push it down the barrel at the same speed right so it's still shooting 3150 feet a second or something like that with a 175 gram bullet which makes it uh a re it's a really good long range um cartridge it's going a good amount of speed it has a high ballistic coefficient which we'll talk about which is basically just the shape sectional density of the bullet well, what about so as far as weight goes in too what about the barrels because i mean you know some of these barrels are are pretty big and you, you'd mentioned you got some lightweight stuff that you're working with yeah so there's uh technology is is uh scary yet uh fantastic at the same time right so like I hate it when I get updates on my phone because I don't know how to use it after yeah. that. But <laughs> my kids do. But yeah. there's uh, there's some companies right now that are doing incredible stuff, and so the and I can't wait to talk to you post shot show because the shot show is like when everyone unveils their new gadgets. And that's coming up this this week. This right? next yeah. week, yeah, yeah, it's gonna be fantastic. Where's that at? Uh, Vegas. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So it's in the Sands Expo Center. It's massive. It's like a million square feet of just new gun stuff. You know, this is this is a new cutting edge. This is what they're coming out with. But as far as barrels go, so you have your typical, you know, stainless steel barrel. We got we got one of those right behind us. Yeah, uh, on the on the in the middle there. Yeah, so all of these are steel barrels, and then uh, you know you, you can lighten them up. Those ones have helical fluting. Uh, That's what's over over on the end. Right. Yeah. So I'm a I'm a big fan of helical fluting versus straight fluting uh, because it uh, creates more surface area on the gun and it takes more weight out. Kind of looks like a candy cane around it. Yeah, yeah. Sure. And it looks super cool, <laughs> you know. Uh, and then past that is the new carbon fiber wrap barrels, which is huge. So guys are taking guys. There's a couple companies that are doing it uh, well anyways. Uh, so like Proof Research, they're taking these. You take, you take a steel barrel blank. You put it on your lathe. Yeah, everything's super CNC, you know, dialed, and I don't, I still don't understand how they do it without any warpage, but they basically cut away the vast majority of metal, and then they come back and they fill in that void. They rewrap the barrel with carbon fiber, which makes it, you know, adds your rigidity back, but it takes all that weight out because obviously carbon fiber doesn't weigh very much. So I was incredibly skeptic of this, and that you know they're talking about uh, heat dissipation and. Uh, and to be completely honest, the reason, part of the reason I'm so skeptic, because I'm ignorant. You know, I don't, I don't know, uh, I don't know the characteristics of carbon fiber. Like, I'm just thinking, like, it's not in my, you've worked with, before. yeah, in yeah. my mind, I'm thinking there's no way heat is going to dissipate through carbon fiber because it just seems like a dense, you know, material. Like, uh, you know, when it's cold outside and you touch it. I feel like it's not like a steel barrel because when you touch a steel barrel, it's really cold, right? So I feel like, you know, heat can come in and heat can go out, cold can go in, cold can go out real fast, right? Well, with a carbon barrel, it doesn't, it, like, it doesn't get cold that easy. So I feel like, uh -huh. so if the cold doesn't penetrate, how can the heat get out type of deal, right? So that's what I'm thinking. So long story short, I buy some blanks, I build some guns, I shoot some guns, incredibly accurate. 
like super accurate and uh like at least 30 percent weight savings wow which is huge right you know if you're gonna pack uh you know if you so for instance say you got a 10 pound rifle now you got a seven pound rifle that three pounds is huge you know oh yeah you I know? know. yeah well and when, now i would assume too uh without getting into all the, the fine tunes <laughs> of it, because i mean you sell you can you could take a gun and a rifle and and you can you can change everything out and all of a sudden this this rifle's x amount of dollars we don't need to get into prices or right. podcasts right now but i would assume because i understand ultralight gear and stuff with backpacking and mm-hmm. that's that's you know it's Anytime you go lighter, right. usually the price is going up. That's right? exactly right. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. exactly right. Yeah. Right on. I guess I should ask this in one of our other podcasts, but what about shotguns and stuff? Do you deal with those? And, and I know that's a whole other style of hunting, right? Yeah, yeah. So um, I, uh, it's you can't not get into the other, um, the other firearms when you own a firearms company, right? So. Uh, I do gunsmithing and stuff as well, just because I like tinkering and figuring stuff out. So uh, I'm not, uh, I didn't go to gunsmithing school, you know. I think I was telling you before, so when we went out in the gun shop, I have a lathe out there, and uh, there's a big story behind it. I won't, I won't, I won't bore you with the details. But long story short, I'm, I'm not a machinist when I bought it. I didn't even know how to turn it on, you know. And so you just figure it out, right? And that turned into then i bought a mill and then i bought another lathe and then i bought all this other machinery and now like there's not a there's not a whole lot that i can't do and or figure out so i do rifle work i do you know first it was just bolt action rifles and then i got into air platform style rifles and then i got into revolvers and then i got into pistols and then i got into shotguns and then you have semi-auto shotguns and you have pump shotguns uh uh, you know over unders and then uh like I have a like I have a double barrel rifle that I was tinkering with, you know, and things like that. Like there's so many different kinds of guns, cool guns, you know. Yeah. So it's a it's hard not to delve into all that, especially when someone brings something in the shop and goes, "Hey, can you fix this?" And you know, instantly I'm like, "Uh, probably." Yeah. You know, like. <laughs> What what happened? What'd you do? Well, you know, I was trying to cut wood with my rifle, you know, or, you know, there's always some kind of funny story, but, uh, yeah, no, I, and the thing is, I just love shooting. I love shooting guns. It's fun. You know, I, I've, I, I've personally never met anyone in all my travels that didn't enjoy shooting a gun, you know, like, yeah, go, go shoot a 20, go shoot a, go shoot a, a pop can. Like a full one, you know, that you haven't opened. Go set it out and shoot it with a twenty-two. And if that doesn't put a smile on your face, right? Oh, yeah. It's just fun, you know. It's just fun to, it's fun to shoot things. So I remember we used to go up Green Mountain, up out of Grand Falls, and back when I was, you know, four to ten years old, and we went up there almost every weekend. My dad'd be drinking beers. And next <laughs> thing you know, we got him sitting up on the on the logging thing. And right. Then, you know, we're taking him out with the with the twenty two rifle. So. Oh yeah. Uh, it's, it's fun to just watch something that's whole all of a sudden just gone. Yeah. yeah. It's pretty cool. Yeah. No, I just I really enjoy I enjoy shooting guns. I, you know, shotguns, same thing. You know, and of course, you know, I have a lot of buddies that shoot too. And you know, probably the biggest thing is I enjoy you know long range shooting because that's what I'm what I'm into most because it's a, there's a lot that goes into it. But there's nothing wrong with pulling out a twenty two and shooting a can that's you know twenty feet away. So. Um, so speaking of guns, we were talking about, you know, like rifles, like, okay, what should my first rifle be? Yeah. So another part of that is, so once you figure out, okay, I, I'm comfortable with shooting, 
say uh, say you're comfortable shooting a 30 out six. So you're going to buy a 30 out six, and you pick. Uh, you know, I'm not telling people's. You know, for your first gun, go get a go get a custom gun. I probably think that's probably the wrong thing to do. Actually, you know, go buy your. There's so many manufacturers that are coming out with guns that it's like. You can buy a decent rifle for 500 bucks, you know? And it's like, how do you make that for $500? You know, because there's like one little part on that, like just that shiny part on that gun, so that's 1500 bucks. You wow. know, I think that's my cost to build that gun, you know? And then I got to still build the rest of the gun around it. So anyways, there's there's nothing wrong with buying an off-the-shelf gun. You, you, pick, you pick your cartridge, right? You're comfortable shooting, and then you have to buy a scope. Most of the guns, you know... Very few people will shoot iron sights. Uh, like back in the old days, you, know, you get a peep sight, mm-hmm. you know, quickly down under type stuff. And I have some of those, <laughs> though, that I do shoot pretty well. I can shoot them out to a half mile. But anyways, wow. uh, so you pick a scope. Like I'm I'm a big loophole guy. Uh, there's tons of scopes, Vortex, and uh, I think probably loophole and Vortex are probably the two uh, major competitors as far as kind of when you're getting into the market for a good scope that has a lifetime warranty because they both have lifetime warranties, right? So you pick a scope and, and scopes very like, like, uh, like, like Hyundai's to Ferrari's, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, price wise, it's nuts. So, so we're looking behind us and we're looking at scopes. So obviously these are like some of my, these are built for long range. Uh, those are, you know, pretty nice high end scopes. So those are three thousand bucks. I wouldn't suggest you buy a three thousand dollars scope for your first scope, but like if you look in the case, like see the one in the plastic down there, that scope it's a loophole scope still, still has a lifetime warranty. It's not as big or powerful, and it doesn't have you know probably the quality of lens and the other stuff. But that's two hundred fifty bucks. Big difference. Yeah, huge difference. So yeah. you get a two hundred fifty dollars scope. You get some decent you know forty dollars scope rings. You get a five hundred dollar rifle and you put all this stuff together and then you just figure out which ammo you're going to shoot you know i'd always i always tell people like buy buy three different types of ammo you know if you go buy some remington and some winchester you know uh figure out which is going to shoot the best out of your gun when you go to the range because they're all going to shoot different they're not they're not all the same different different bullet weights you know and that's a big thing too like uh depending on where where you're going and what you're going to shoot uh like a lot of guys, like say, let's say you get a thirty out six. You're gonna have a thirty out six. Like a hundred eighty grain bullet is probably like uh, super common. Um, that's a good weight. That's a good weight bullet for shooting an elk or a deer or a bear, right? Uh, but then they, you'll find like uh, I don't even know how low they go. You know, say I think you can get like a hundred and ten grain bullet. Uh, in a 30 because it's going faster, right? People, oh, look how fast this is going. Well, that doesn't really mean a whole lot. So I say, you know, I'm a big fan of heavier bullets versus lighter bullets. You know, it's like the difference, like of, uh, like uh, if you're gonna throw, if you're gonna throw a, uh, like a, like rocks. If you're gonna throw a little rock or a big rock, you know, which one's probably gonna do the more most damage, right? Probably the big rock. Yeah. So well, I, yeah, you can be able to. Get more accurate and more further loft to it. And yeah, yeah. So uh, there's a thing called ballistic coefficient on the bullets, and we'll we'll talk about that later. But basically, the higher ballistic coefficient, the better it's going to fly through the air longer and more accurate. So it's going to buck the wind better and all kinds of stuff. So, and typically those are heavier bullets. So, um, you know, a heavier bullet is good. 
and uh, and then just going to the range and shooting, man, getting comfortable, you know, getting comfortable in multiple positions too. So like, say for instance, when you guys go to a range, you're sitting on a bench and you got to rest and you maybe got some sandbags, maybe you bring a lead sled. Those are great. Hmm. Uh, and you're getting dialed and you shoot it and you're just dialed, your money. Now, when you hike up in the mountains, uh, I've never met a guy who carries a lead sled with him up the mountain, right? Because you're never going to shoot a critter off a lead sled. So, you know, be that guy who lays down on the ground at the range or stands up. Like, so for instance, when you go to Africa, they always say, hey, you know, make some, do get some makeshift shooting sticks and then go to the range and shoot off them because that's how you shoot in Africa because all the grass is too tall. You're never going to shoot prone, right? I shoot prone a lot, which is just basically laying on your belly. Uh, but then there's a sitting position or a kneeling position or a standing position. Maybe you're, you know, leaning against a tree or something like that. So there's, there's a, it's just practice, you know, practice getting comfortable in all those different positions. So when a shot does present itself, that you're comfortable with making that shot. So when you're on your belly, are you using the, um, the tripod style? Yeah, Is that yeah. What you call that even? Uh, bipod. Yeah. Bi- yeah. Yeah. Bipod. So there's, sense. yeah. So there's guys that shoot with, uh, with, with that do have tri- like you'll see shooting competitions where they'll be shooting off a big carbon fiber tripod. I don't I've never shot off a tripod because uh, I don't I don't just use them. I'm not comfortable with them. So, um, but bipods like so for instance, I think I got I got like some Harris bipods and there's Caldwell and stuff like that. I'm a big fan of Harris bipods. Um, I feel like that extra weight is exponentially beneficial when you need them for a long, especially for a long shot. Like if it's a short, if you're shooting 150 yards, you don't need a bipod. You should be incredibly proficient at shooting that way. if you didn't practice up at the range. Yeah, if you didn't practice up, yeah, you're in a world of hurt. But uh, long range shooting is, it's, uh, if you've never shot long range, if you get a target at 1,000 yards and you're not incredibly uh, solid in your setup, right, uh, and it's not necessarily even a bipod. Like if you, do, if like I said, you're you're probably not going to shoot standing at a thousand yards. Maybe I'm sure there's probably some guys that are, and they're a heck of a lot better shot than me. But I just like to take I just like to take as many variables out of the equation as I can. And one of them is just me and my shaky body and my heartbeat and my breathing and everything, you know. So having something rock solid on the front when you know when you put those bipods out, yeah. that's holding the front of your gun perfectly steady. So the only thing that's going to move is the guy behind the gun and you still move. I mean, there's still stuff that you can't, sure. you know, you can't negate the fact that your heart's beating and it's, you know, it's, it'll move the gun. And, uh, but I like, I like to, I like to use bipods. Um, if I can get something to put under the rear of the gun, if I'm shooting prone, you know, some of the guns, like if you look, they have like those little swivel studs. Some guys will right. actually put, if you don't have a, a, um, sling on, you can put like a monopod on the back uh, you know, you're probably not going to pack a lot of bags or stuff like that. But, like, I'll shove, like, my backpack underneath the back of a gun if I'm shooting long range or something like that. Whatever what I get in the, the field. sling? Because um, you have multiple kinds of there. It looks like one's even handmade up there. Yeah. So uh, when you shoot offhand, so, so a lot of times, like, say, for instance, you're hunting – uh, you're hunting in eastern Washington, and there's a lot of tall sagebrush, so you can't, there's, you can't get prone, right? So I'll practice with a sling. And a sling will help just basically, there's a way to tuck it in your arm, pull the gun back into your body to where it makes it much more steady uh, for shooting purposes and then just for packing it around. Because a lot of times, um, there is a lot of backpack manufacturers that have like a, um, either like a pouch 
or maybe some type of external, almost like a basket on the bottom and a strap that you can put your gun in your backpack. Well, that's great until you find something that, you know, say there's a deer, an elk, or a bear, you know. And no you, access to it. Yeah, and you have no access, or it takes a long time. So I shoulder sling my gun the vast majority of the time. Uh, if there's something that's real hairy that I got to climb up, then maybe I'll strap my gun up in my backpack. But it's it's very very seldom that I do that. Interesting. Yeah. Well, cool, man. Well, I think we went over guns pretty good. I mean, I'm obviously I'm not a professional. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But man, I, I I know a lot more. And, yeah. Uh, I'm curious about Cantrell Outdoors. So I mean, just on the off chance uh, somebody's actually listening to this podcast mm-hmm. <laughs> and they're curious about yeah. guns here, uh, yeah. you know, what do they? How do they? go about contacting uh so you go to Cantrell. This isn't, we're not downtown marysville or downtown yeah. Mount Vernon here. no this is, yeah. this is out in the sticks uh so i have a website it's not great but you can go to cantrelloutdoors.com and uh, there's a contact me page you can send me an email um if you have if you have a gun that you say you have a gun that you want to try and get set up for long range shooting or accurize, I can do stuff like that. If you want to get a gun built, I do. So that's what I specialize in is building long range, custom long range guns. So if you want a custom long range gun, you know, shoot me an email. Um, and uh, I'm like I said, I'm out in the sticks in in Stanwood, so just don't show up. Uh, right. You know, shoot me, shoot me an email <laughs> or something like that. But yeah, no, that's that's. We do we do a little bit of everything, you know, custom, um, you know, pistol slide where it like some of the guns that people will see at the shot show. I'll post on my Instagram uh, on Cantrell Outdoors, and you'll see like, uh, you know, custom slide cuts and window cuts and Cerakote. We do Cerakote, you know, different paint colors and stuff like that, and custom pieces for pistols and or rifles. Uh, uh, not a ton of of. Sh- custom shotgun stuff but um yeah that's kind of what we do well cool yeah, yeah. so I, I i would say if if it was me answering that question i'd say at least follow you on instagram can't yeah. tell outdoors so yeah i mean that's uh, you know, put up some good stuff and, and actually the reason why we're in this room right now well because you're getting ready for the shot show but also uh, you know I, I was curious about stuff you've been because some of the pictures you've been putting up so. right yeah follow me on the gram at yep. cantrell outdoors right on yeah well, hey man uh it's been fun we're, we're gonna we're gonna do some more episodes and hope you guys are ha- enjoying yeah thanks so much for listening to the show please rate us on itunes follow us on instagram at i will hunt podcast same on facebook and twitter check out the website at i will and you can always send us ideas or feedback i will hunt podcast at gmail.com This episode featured Chris Cantrell. Follow him on Instagram at Cantrell Outdoors. Thanks to Jack Mattingly and the Whiskey Fever for creating the theme song for the show. Check them out at ReverbNation.com slash Whiskey Fever. Tell me who you see there waiting in the grass. Silent like a graveyard, lakes a sheet of glass. And I will hunt till I find what I'm looking for. And I will hunt from the heartland to the shore. And I may not find nothing, and my rifle turns to rust. But I will hunt.